Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets the importance of being your authentic self. Presenting in front of people can be a daunting task, and although it might be a challenge to present in front of people, it is very important to be yourself. Some people could possibly feel insecure when they see someone else present and they get these rounds of applause and the person sits down confident while the next presenter is shaking in their boots, so to speak. But one thing you don't want to do is begin a presentation as something or someone else and not be able to keep up with that performance due to your nervousness or one's nervousness or anxiety. You have some people who believe that when they walk as they present a topic, that makes them look quote-unquote educated or intelligent. Then there are others who believe that talking with their hands make them look like they know what they're talking about. You have some people who believe that if they have a deeper, if they use a tone of voice that is deeper, it displays seriousness and you have a commanding presence about you. You have some individuals who are presenting, they believe if they dressed apart, then that's all that matters. They don't care what they say. They just have to look right. They have to look good. And you have others who believe that if they engage with the audience heavily with questions and demonstrations and dialogue, it's sure to win the crowd over. Now, there might be some individuals who have mastered those skills where they can walk and talk. They can use their hands while presenting. They use a certain type of tone of voice that does command respect or attention. They dress the part. They always look good when they present. And you have some people, they even engage confidently in some type of line of questions, some type of demonstration, or some type of dialogue with the audience. And it could be entertaining and impactful at the same time. But most people didn't get there overnight, and they didn't get there in a day. They were practicing that skill before it became a natural part of who they were when they did presentations. And that goes back to when I started off this presentation series when I said you must practice or you should aim to practice, 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 practice before you present. Now, if you're not at the point where you can walk and talk or use these physical expressions within your presentation and all you can do is just stand still, there's nothing wrong with that. Stand still. The last thing you want to do is to be something you're not and do something you're not used to in the middle of a presentation and then you're going to experience a learning lesson not to ever do that again. You might like the way if you're watching some type of presentation online, let's say you're watching a TED Talk and you see somebody with some type of earpiece in their ear and they're talking and walking and using their hands and that looks great. And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to implement those same practices when I talk about the fundamentals of bird watching in my presentation. So you come to your class, it's seven people in there. And you got your little headset and all types of stuff hooked up on you. And you walking and talking through the classroom. Now, if you practice that and it comes out to be a great presentation, good for you. Good job. But 
if you haven't practiced and you just want to just display that look, you don't want to do that quite yet in public. You can do that in your room, at your house, while you're practicing imagining things. But hold off on that just for a little bit, just a little bit. If you like the way that somebody does something while they're presenting in a unique way, that's great. But one thing I would advise you to do is if you like something someone's doing and that's not who you are, ask God for wisdom on how to present in a unique way that benefits listeners and doesn't take away from who you are and what you're trying to tell the people. The reason I am giving or providing this tip is because you don't want to get before a group of people and you already have an issue, not you, but if somebody already has an issue with public speaking and then they try to implement these new practices that they've never practiced before and it becomes more of a distraction than an informative presentation. For example, if somebody just gets up before the class and they like the way the previous presenter were using their hands when they presented. So they say, I'm going to do that too. So they get before the class. They're talking about the fundamentals of bird watching and they just going in. They're using their hands forcefully. They got this boisterous, drawn out tone and they're engaging with the audience, asking questions and just going in on the fundamentals of bird watching. They just forceful with it. I'm letting you know right now. You will capture the attention of your audience. And it might be a presentation they'll never forget, especially if you're being all forceful. And then an element is you start stumbling and fumbling to get your point across because now you're distracted, not with the content of your presentation, but with this drawn out performance because somebody wants to copy what somebody else did. Okay, so be yourself. Don't think, well, when I present, I'm not as entertaining as so-and-so. Or I'm not as attractive as so-and-so. I don't sound like so-and-so. So-and-so has a commanding presence when they speak. And so-and-so speaks so eloquently. And so-and-so captures everyone's attention. Don't worry about so-and-so. Focus on you. And what you can do and what you need to do and focus on your unique gifts. Because being your authentic self is a unique quality because you're the only you in this whole entire world. So being you is better than being somebody else and especially so-and-so. And there are a lot of people who don't learn that lesson until later on in life when they realize what they once idolized or who they wanted to be was just a concealment of a shocking reality. It was just a distorted picture that they were looking at. So be yourself. Now, if you're nervous and you have to grip onto the podium and talk, grip that podium with confidence and get through that presentation. If you're not there yet and you're working on trying to make eye contact with your audience, If you're not there, keep looking at the clock or keep looking at a friendly face in the audience. If you only have that one pair of slacks, one pair of dress pants, or that same dress or skirt that you alternate in between with the few shirts or blouses that you have, keep wearing those clothes 
wash them, iron them, put them on because in time you will be able to wear the clothes that you want to wear. And you don't want to get caught up trying to do things people are doing. Now, you want to have nice things, but if you are on a budget and you just in a season of life where you have to wait and then the Lord is going to take you to the next level, but you have to be content in what you have, be content with what you have. And if you do have a little money, but you can't go buy these designer suits or whatever, Use the money that you have. Ask the Lord to maximize your resources to go get what you need to get and be confident wearing what you need to put on. What you see with some people could be a distorted view of reality. Once again, you believe that they have all this money and they're getting all these clothes and they're doing all this stuff. Not saying that some people are not and they can't afford things. But there are some people who can and they want you to believe something about them that's not true. And you believe in a lie upset with God for where you are, but not thanking God that you don't have any debt. You don't have the problems that you're comparing yourself to others with. See, that's a whole different podcast within itself. But back to what I was saying, don't get caught up thinking that every time you do a presentation, you have to have a brand new outfit. You have to have a brand new dress, a brand new pair of shoes, mix and match. Do what you need to do. Wear what you have. Don't go into debt buying clothes for a presentation in a class where you're only going to speak three minutes. And it's about the elements of basket weaving or the fundamentals of bird watching. I'm telling you, nobody's going to remember that conversation. They're not going to remember that presentation. Don't, Don't go into debt for that. And if you do need to go buy a new shirt for something or your shirts are worn out or whatever it may be, stick with your budget. If your budget is go to Walmart, go ahead and go stock up on that Walmart time and true. Do what you need to do. Okay, Walmart, boy, that time and true, some nice stuff. You know, when you become an adult and you have to spend your hard-earned money on your own clothes, then you realize, oh, man, these Walmart shoes, time and true, they look nice. Some nice flats right here, man. These slacks and sweaters, blouses, eight, nine, seven, twelve bucks. Earrings, $2.88. I can get with this. Going to everybody's clearance rack, DSW clearance, little rack, uh, JCPenney. Clearance rack. You got to get there early, though. If you're going to JCPenney, it's a tip within a tip within a tip. If you're going to JCPenney clearance rack, you got to get there early. Because you need time to really just sort through that stuff. And when you sort through and go look, boy, you come out there with some nice stuff. $20, you got at least two outfits, two or three outfits. But the goal, we're not going into debt over bird watching presentations. But that's what we're not doing. Don't get caught up with the hype. Okay? Don't get caught up with the hype. The goal and the aim is to walk with your head held high in God honoring confidence, knowing that in each season of life, God is going to promote you and then you will be able to wear the clothes 
and afford the clothes that you want. But if you can't do it right now for this fundamentals of bird watching presentation or this basket weaving presentation, don't stress yourself out about that. Don't do that. And also, if you are employed or you about to work at a job, don't get caught up trying to buy all this stuff. Just wait and do that stuff in progression. Because some people, and I'm not trying to make fun of anybody, but some people are going to debt, going to buy all these clothes for this new job that they think they're about to get. They go to one interview, and they think they are going to get it. But all these clothes went into debt, and then they call them and let them know, hey, you didn't get the job. Now, you... That's a serious problem right there. That kind of stuff happens. So we want to do stuff slowly. We want to be content with what we have, whether it be clothes or certain gifts, certain talents, certain skills, and then just allow the Lord to promote us and exalt us at the right time. You just want to be yourself and do things the right way. Don't try to be something you're not. I'm trying to think about a story in college where I tried to be something I wasn't. Now, okay, I did this, but it wasn't a presentation. And I did talk about this long time ago on a podcast, but um, I guess I'll say it again real quick. So, once again, this is not a situation where I presented, but it was a situation where I wasn't being my true authentic self, and it was a learning lesson. So I was in this weight training class, and the weight training class was a summer course, so I think I told you when you take a summer class, you're there either Monday through Friday every day or Monday through Thursday, but you're there for more than one hour because you have to satisfy the credit hours as it would be in a regular semester, fall semester course. So we was in weight training. I think it was in it for like two and a half hours every day. But in that course, the professor did have us present. It was like every other week a group had to present over some type of weight training practice that you can implement and how to lift weights the right way, something like that. And the days that we didn't have presentations, as I stated previously, we was in it for like two or two and a half hours. So during those times we were told and it was required of us to do some type of weight training, whether it be doing leg lifts, using weights, or lifting weights, or whatever you were doing. Like, you had to for real do a workout. So, every day, I had my little rotation where I would go do leg lifts, with the weights, and I talk smack with the girls in the class for about two hours, and that's just what we did, and I would either just go lift weights, and then sometimes I would stop talking smack, take like a little 15, 30-minute break, and go hang from this bar, and I would just swing from that bar and do a twist, and I did that for like five minutes. Everybody just see me hang from that bar, and then... When the Back to the Old School mix came on on the radio, we had this big mirror in the class. And I stand in front of the mirror, and I just sit there and dance. I did that every day. So every class session, that was my routine. Leg lifts, hang from the bar, twist, go dance. 
go back and talk smack. So everybody had their own routine. The instructor had his routine. He'd come in there, look at us, go in there, do grades, talk to the professors, and that's just how it was, unless we had a presentation. Now, in that weight training class, it was the weight training room, so you had basketball players and football players. They would come in there, and they would actually train while we were having class. So one day, some basketball players came in, had a crush on one of them. Yes, I did. Had a crush on one of them basketball players. Came in there working out with his friends. And I was like, okay, I'm about to go over there where they are. And I'm about to, like, go lift weights. Now, I didn't even know what I was doing. Everybody in class, I told you my routine. Leg lifts, hanging from the bar, go dance. But that day, I want to be near where the crush was. So I call myself stunting and fronting, not being my true authentic self because my true authentic self couldn't do what I was trying to go do. So I went to this little parallel straight bar dip station and I saw the basketball players over there doing it. And I was like, well, that look easy. I'm going to go over there too. So I went over there and like I said, I was stunting and fronting. Walked over there, got on the little station, little dips, and my professor jumped up and he's like, "Hey, um, what are you doing? You need me? You need some help?" And I was like, "Get back! You know you're messing me up." And everybody looked at me like, "Girl, you know you're supposed to be over there doing them leg lifts. You don't know how to do that. You need to be doing leg lifts or twisting from that bar." And the class was small; it was like ten of us in there. And to this day, I'm cool with some of those people, and we still talk. So, I'm telling you, the professor looked at me sideways, and he was, Kenitra, I'm going to spot you. And I was like, man, I got this. I got this, because I'm trying to stand in front. I don't need your help. I'm trying to spot me in front of my crush. And mind you, I only had a crush on this dude for like three weeks, just three weeks. And after this situation, I, I never had a crush on him again, because I was shame. Because I never want to see him again, ever. But before I did what I did, the teacher warned me. He said, hey, you need help, and I'm going to help you. And I was like, I got it. The professor knew what I was doing. He knew I was stunting and fronting because he looked at me and was like, girl. The class looked at me like, what are you doing? My homeboys was in class. <laughs> they was like, Kenichi, you need to go back and sit down. My homegirls was in the class, and they was like, girl, whatever. So I went over there. I positioned myself, I got on the stool, positioned myself, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and just go up and down like he did, because it's easy, it's no thing, I mean, I can do it. I got on that whatever, parallel dip bar, and I fell. The professor's eyes got big, my classmates' eyes were big, the dude I used to have a crush on. They looked at me in pity like, oh my gosh, it was ugly. It was an ugly sight, what happened with me. I was scared because I thought I had dislocated my arm. I was just like, oh my gosh, because if you ever like dislocated something or something just got out of joint, that scares you because you're like, my arm, I thought my arm fell off and my eyes were so big. I was so afraid and just terrified. 
Because I was like, surely my arm is on the floor. Because it was just that bad. And I never forget. <laughs> I looked at my friend. And she looked at me. And she was like, are you okay? And I went over and I was like, girl, I thought it was over. She was like, girl, I told you. We told you to sit down over here. So I was thinking to myself, now I did all of that for somebody who doesn't even know my name, doesn't, doesn't know my name, doesn't know if I exist till this day. If he saw me in the crowd, he wouldn't know me. Maybe he would. <laughs> Maybe like, that's that girl who fell off that parallel dip bar. He probably said that, but that boy don't care about me. And I did all of that to impress somebody who doesn't even know my name. I mean nothing to that person. Dang near dislocated my shoulder for a crush. Don't dislocate anything. Your life, your thought process, your dreams, your goals. For somebody who don't even give a rat about you and don't even know who you are. That's what happens when you are not your true authentic self. I was better off hanging from the barn twisting. I probably would have got a favorable result from doing that. And my friend, do y'all know my friend brings it up to me at least once a year? At least once a year she brings it up. At the time of this recording, it's 2020. This happened 16 years ago. And her daughter was two years old at the time. So her daughter's in college now. Her daughter knows this story. She brings this story up to her daughter her daughter's like, yeah, mom. When Kenitra almost like dislocated her, yeah, mom, we know. Her husband know, and he said, yeah, yeah. When Kenitra, mm-hmm. She bring it up to me like, I don't know, girl. Remember you was trying to show her for that dude, even care about you. You almost dislocated your shoulder. Remember that girl? You remember? And I, yeah, yeah. Girl, wasn't that funny? No. Girl, <laughs> and she just that's what she does. Matter of fact, today she brought it up, and I'm not even lying to you. She brought that up today. So, you see, when you're not your true, authentic self, it follows you. <laughs> it follows you for 16 years, because my friends still bring that up. And she just, she cracks up, she yells, she laughs about 30 seconds. She's like, girl, you should have seen your face. Girl, your face was priceless. Girl, I'm going to be laughing about this till we 80 years old. And I'm like, okay. So be yourself and hopefully you don't have a friend like mine who brings that trash up often. So just be your true authentic self, whether it is on your job, within your family, or even if you're in your ministry, at church, in your social circles. And even if you're doing a presentation, be your true, authentic self. And don't focus on what you don't have. Just thank God for what you do have. And glorify Him as He exalts you and promotes you through the progression of life. And a scripture I would like to leave you with is 1 Peter, the 5th chapter and the 6th verse, which reads, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that He may exalt you at the proper time. You probably already have an idea of why I selected this scripture as a reminder for you, but I wanted to leave you with this scripture because at times 
People can get caught up trying to exalt themselves and not waiting on God to exalt them. For example, I should have waited on God to exalt me in a lot of things. And to be exalted on learning how to even use the parallel dip bars if I want to go that far. I had no business being over there. I was trying to exalt myself. And boy, was I humbled. I was humbled quick, fast, and in a hurry. Now, when we exalt ourselves out of season, it can be considered a curse because the blessing of God is not in that. And God's blessing is in God's timing. So let God exalt you as you humble yourself in every area and aspect of your life. Be encouraged. Be yourself. Please be yourself. Keep God first and watch him take you higher in the things that you're working towards that honor him. Thank you for tuning in. And if you want to connect with me on social media, you can find me at college underscore success tips where you will see encouraging college tips and updates. And feel free to subscribe to this podcast so that I can continuously encourage you in your academic and personal God-honoring targeted goals. Peace and God bless.